stop, listen, and ask yourself, have you ever pondered at the idea that there may be something to the other side? If so, and you're hearing my voice for the first time, then you may have just fallen into the void. This is Ashley Alaria from Elizabeth Lake, and I am falling with G-Man into the void. Well, hey there, hello there, bats and ghouls, and welcome to another episode of Into the Void, the podcast that talks about anything and everything paranormal. I am your ghost host with the most G-Man, bringing you the latest spooks that go bump in the night, real ghostly encounters, Halloween events, and Halloween-related news. First and foremost, a big thank you to our guest, Lonnie Sardo, for joining us in the last episode as we give you, the listener, instructions on how to play some dark paranormal games. For more on that, tune into episode three, titled Paranormal Games, It's All Fun and Games Until Somebody Summons a Demon. Now, before I go any further, I would like to point out that normally this is the part of the show where I would introduce my amazing co-host, The Strange One, but due to scheduling, he will not be joining us for this episode. Not to worry, bats and ghouls, The Strange One will be back for the next episode. Also, we had mentioned that we would be talking to urban explorer and paranormal investigator Heather Escalara. That is still set to happen. However, for this episode... What I would like to consider to be a bonus episode, not just for you, but also for your host. Not only are we back here in BEA beautiful Undercity Comics in Whittier, California, but I am also very excited about our special guest. But before I give the proper introductions, I would like to do what I love to do, and that is give a big shout out to Ghosting Joey on YouTube. Joey is a paranormal investigator who travels and explores all over the world. She has over 11 years of experience investigating the paranormal and has even investigated some of the most haunted places in America. Joey's paranormal evidence has caught the attention of Travel Channel's paranormal series, Caught on Camera. Bats and ghouls, do me a favor and pop some delicious popcorn, pour yourself a glass of holy water, and tune in to Ghosting Joey on YouTube. And of course, what kind of podcast would we be without a word from our sponsor? Hail thine old father, for only he can supply such jewelry, watches, axes, and apparel as one would find at vikingjeans.com. Find Viking styles for all members of your family. Lo, do they have styles for thine father. Lo, do they have styles for thine mother. Lo... They have styles for thy brother and sister, too. Viking Jeans has the Norse wear for you and yours. So before riding into battle alongside the Valkyries and the mighty Thor with his trusted hammer, Molnir, be sure to visit vikingjeans.com. That's vikingjeans.com. All right, welcome back, bats and ghouls, to the podcast that brings you spooky fun under one sun. Speaking of spooky fun, I have with me here in studio is a guest who isn't a fan of crowds, but manages to get crowds of people to him. He fell with us last season with his truly scary story about his own paranormal encounter while working at the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. And if that did not tickle your spooky bone, he gave us insight 
on what was to be the fifth anniversary of Midsummer Scream. That's right, Midsummer Scream, the largest Halloween haunt convention to ever grace Southern California. Now, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, Midsummer Scream was not able to take place. And as our very own Strange One had mentioned in the previous episode, in a new segment called Cauldron News, many of us had been wondering if and when Midsummer Scream would be returning. Well, bats and ghouls, I am pleased to say that not only is Midsummer Scream returning from beyond the beyond, but on June 15th of this year, a very special announcement was posted on Instagram. That's right, you guessed it, Midsummer Scream has returned with an all-new pop-up experience this summer known as Awaken the Spirits. That is correct, my undead friends. This year, the Pasadena Convention Center will play host to a new con that will feature over 200 spooky vendors, live event, and presentations with news and information from this year's upcoming Halloween season. So, without further ado, bats and ghouls, it's time now to grab your candles and light some sage as we fall into the void with a man who is the co-founder and creative director of the haunt community for more than 27 years. He is, in my opinion, the haunt father to us all. Returning all the way from the grave is the one, the only, Rick West. Rick, welcome back to the show. Man, dude, wow, that introduction, <laughs> man. Damn, I want to meet this guy. That's fun. <laughs> That's cool. Thank you for having me back, brother. It's good to be here, and it's, uh, it's good to start feeling like things are are getting back to normal. Yes, again, absolutely. Man. Absolutely. It felt good just coming into the studio without having to wear a mask. You know, oh that God, felt- it feels good to do anything without a mask. Oh yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. Guys, Absolutely. if you if you're with me on this, it feels amazing to be able to go to the bathroom and stand at a urinal without the mask on. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, that has been a personal hell for men across America and around the world for yes. the past year and a half. But uh, no, really, it's it feels really good to, to start taking our lives back. Oh, it, it does. Absolutely. So I, I do want to talk about this upcoming event, Awaken the Spirits. Yeah, I've heard um, about it. But first things first, I got to ask you, how are you, man? I'm good. You know, I'm good. And, and on the real, like, like the past year and a half have been really, really difficult. Oh, okay. You know, it is very difficult for everybody, right? Yeah. No, nobody is coming out of this unscathed yeah, in some way. Absolutely. And so it's been very hard, you know, and in, in my real life, my day job, I work in the themed entertainment industry. And so not only did we lose midsummer for two years, right. you know, um, my industry shut down. Oh, so literally this past week, I was just called back to work in some capacity, but I haven't worked since last summer. Okay. So it's been just double, like just completely taken me off at the knees personally and, and, and professionally. So, um, it's been difficult, you know, it, it is very difficult and knock wood. And I am grateful. I, I'm, not as nearly as bad off as, as many people around the world, but you know, we've been affected and you know, it affects your finances. It affects your, your mental well being, And, uh, we've lost people that, that, that were close to us. Mm. And so it's, it's been very real and very ugly and, uh, boy, it just, it feels really good. Literally all jokes aside to step out, breathe the air, 
not through a mask and really kind of hope that the light at the end of the tunnel is that it's really, we really are getting right. out of this thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I got to say, you look great, Rick. You really Thanks, do. Thanks, man. You look good too. Well, thank you. All I right. appreciate it. So um, I saw that you were out in Vegas again. Always. Um, and that seems to be like your home away from home. So I got to ask, what is it about Vegas that seems to draw you there? Oh, my God. Welcome to the next hour of Vegas Talk with Rick West. Um, you know, I grew up going with my grandparents to Vegas all the time. And so from the early 70s all the way up through like when I was 21, my grandfather took me there to like show me the ropes on how to play. And so, you know, at that point, then I watched Vegas transform. I mean, I've literally seen Vegas transform from sleepy little mob town to what it is today. Right. You know, fabulous Las Vegas. Yeah. And I just have had a love affair with it. I mean, not only is it part of my DNA just growing up, but I mean, I watched Luxor being built. And I wow, fell in love okay. with Luxor and the attractions that were originally there. Yeah. And at that time, I had just started doing theme park adventure. And so I partnered kind of with the people that were in charge of the attractions at Luxor. And they like really kind of welcomed me in because nobody had ever really taken an interest in what they were doing attraction wise. Amazing. And so it became a thing. And, and suddenly I'm like, well, God, nobody's like doing, there are amazing attractions in Vegas and no one's doing like stories on them and pictures. So TPA was one of the first, if not the first fan publication to really start covering the Vegas resorts. Oh, amazing. And you know, I just, I love everything about Vegas, right? It, it's really a theme park, right? If you think about it, it's yeah. got everything. It's got the RD&E, which is the retail dining and entertainment, yep. you know, it's nonstop. It's 24 seven. That's for sure. You can roll in at 3 AM and it's jumping. Yeah. The, the town is alive. Right. And I think it, whatever theme park fans, you know, theme park fans have that need to feed the beast inside them, mm. whether it's to go to Disneyland every week, uh, and ride Haunted Mansion and Pirates 10 times, you know, whatever it is, or or just go hang out and have drinks at Downtown Disney or, or whatever. It's that same beast, I think. Okay. Um, maybe on another level because, you know, Vegas is like a theme park on steroids. It really is, it's, yeah. It's got, a, just, it's, it's got a, an embarrassment of riches in every department, <laughs> literally. I mean, you can do anything, eat anything, drink anything, whatever you want, 24-7 in Vegas. All while walking down the street, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And so... You know, it's just it's it's my favorite place. It's always been my my happy place. And so we we go as often as possible. And, you know, I haven't really like, I guess, officially talked about it on my on my social media, but plans call for us at the end of next year, actually, to move to Las Vegas. You know, I was just going to ask yeah. you, do you, do you find yourself moving out oh, there? Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's that would have happened probably this year if we had been able to go okay. with Midsummer. you know, but we have we have these new shows firing back up. Midsummer's got to fire back up. My my career has to kind of get back on track mm. professionally. Okay. And finances have to fall into place because it takes a lot of money to move, obviously, let alone out of state. Um, but no, I mean, the, the mass plan we we've, we've got we've got big plans I'm for one more boots on ground in Vegas okay so I've, I've done a lot in the past but I think the most exciting chapter 
is is yet to come. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, I love Vegas. I have uh, the last time I was there actually was when I got married. Uh, mm-hmm. We took a honeymoon out there to go visit my wife's um, sister. Perfect. My wife at the time, uh, her sister. Okay. And um, I got to say, I was impressed. I mean, as a kid, I went, but you can't really do much as a kid. There is that. Know? Yeah. And there so like that. our family, we went to Excalibur, which was yep. one of my favorite hotels. The there. fun dungeon yes. is where you spent time, <laughs> right? Getting those tickets. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, you know, but again, you couldn't really do much as a kid. And then yeah. going as an adult, um, you know, I, my thought, my brain was at that point where I was like, ah, I really can't do much though. And then I go, wait, I'm an adult. I can actually do more things. Yeah. Um, and so I tried one of the slot machines mm-hmm. for the first time ever. Yep. Um, I think I was there longer than I should have been, <laughs> but it was fun. It was yeah. a lot of fun. So yeah. no, it's great. And, and, you know, very similarly, I, 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 Obviously, as a kid in the 70s, even even more so, I think, than now, there wasn't shit for kids to do, really, in the That's 70s. What, yeah. Except for, so we stayed in this little tiny pissant place uh, called the Somerset Motel. Maybe the Somerset Inn. I don't know. It was right next to the Landmark, which was owned by Howard Hughes. Okay. And that no longer. That's the one that got blown up in Mars Attacks. Right. right? Yeah. So the Landmark got blown up. So Somerset was literally in the shadow of Landmark. And that is all long gone now. That's on Convention Center Way. And that's all been raised to, to be a parking lot and the expansion now of the Las Vegas Convention Center. I see. But we would just, every morning, the ritual was, because we would go with family friends, we would leave Somerset, we would walk, you know, a block or so down the street, and we would hit Las Vegas Boulevard, which is the Strip, and it would almost T-bone right into uh, the Stardust. Oh, okay. And so, at that time, the Stardust uh, sports book was legendary. And so my grandfather and uh, our, our friend's dad would would go in and place all their bets on the horses or sports or whatever they were doing. And it always seemed like an eternity <laughs> because we knew as soon as they came out, we were then walking 10 more minutes right next door to Circus Circus. Ah, okay. And so we would run we would run for hours the midway upstairs. And the deal was like every 30 minutes, you got to come to the stairs and we're going to meet you and give you a whole new fresh bucket of quarters. Oh, wow. And then, oh, so that was like the promised land, you know, (laughs) probably not the safest thing in the world for kids, (laughs) but dude, that's the way it was. That's how everybody rolled. And you know, that was, that was Nirvana for me. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's childhood in Vegas. I love it. I love it. So uh, let's talk about an event that is happening in the month of July, uh, July 10th to the 11th to the exact, at the Frida Cinema in Santa Ana, California, known as the Screaming Room. Right. Um, Now, on the website, midsummerscream.org, and I'm just paraphrasing, of Uh course, uh, it says that you couldn't wait to reveal dozens of the best horror and Halloween shorts that have ever been submitted over the past two years, is that correct? Yeah, so the evolution of this, and huge props to Norm Gidney, obviously from Horror Buzz, our friends at Frida Cinema, and David Markland, who really spearheaded this this event. Um, you know, we haven't had Midsummer Scream the past two summers now, so what do you do with all these submissions? Because normally we screen these at Midsummer Scream. Right. And we just didn't want to wait anymore. And it's been a year and a half, you know, that we haven't done any live events. So David and Norm really worked it out that, you know, 
COVID be damned, we're going to do this screaming, you know, this screaming room. Okay. Not at Midsummer, but at the Frida. So that's that's the culmination of, of what everybody's going to see then the, the weekend that's coming up after next. Okay. Oh, which man. is David Marklin's birthday. So make sure that everybody oh. that goes says happy birthday to David Marklin. Well, then that is something we're going to have to make sure we say go. every single and when we see him is happy birthday to there David Marklin. Go. That's amazing. Um, and I believe Claire's is actually the Monday after. So. Oh, cool. They're both birthday kids. Oh, wow. So they're, this is a happy birthday month to them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. The month of July seems to be a, a big birthday month for a lot of people. Um, there you go. Mine is actually this Saturday. And then you've got, you know, like you said, uh, David's birthday coming up. And I'm sorry, Clara, correct? Yep. Her birthday coming up. This seems like a birthday month See, for everybody. Well, That's people crazy. were, uh, there were chestnuts roasting by the open fire at Christmas time, apparently. <laughs> So um, what types of films should we be looking forward to at this event? Well, you know what? Um, We've watched we watched a whole bunch of the films because we had to the the executive producers and and the executives of Midsummer. We we all cast our votes. Um, It's everything from there's a stop action. There is uh, there's animated. And then there are short films that range from real scrappy do it yourself probably on an iPhone in the backyard to fairly elaborate uh, productions. um, Maybe even some celebrity guest stars. Oh, wow. So it's, it's, it's kind of a wide swath. And I know that Norm has worked his ass off on, on assembling these films and and choosing what you're going to be screened. And uh, it's just, it'll be a really fun weekend. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. I was going to ask you um, if if these films, you get to watch them beforehand, but you said that, yeah, you guys get to. Yeah. We've been doing that. So with that being said, do you have a, particular favorite film um we did we we chose three awards okay we chose like the best overall um one that best represented halloween and then one that was like kind of the scrappiest that was potentially kind of um hampered but then not hampered by by budget and just really went for creativity and and they worked with what they had you know type of thing okay those will be announced actually on sunday the the awards will be announced on sunday and uh the four of us the 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 producers of midsummer scream we will we will be there Wonderful for the oh, announcement. That's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. It'll then. be fun. Um, so, your uh, the event uh, Midsummer Scream that happens. You guys seem to have a lot of vendors that show up. Um, now with One this, or two. yeah. <laughs> so with this event coming up, will yeah. there be vendors also? And I noticed yeah. that because oh, I asked that because mm-hmm. I know that Santa Ana itself has a lot of restaurants, right, right, um, which I imagine are now open. Um, and so I'm just wondering if you guys will have your own vendors there, or if you're going to be suggesting people for other restaurants around the area. Yeah, I think that it's come and show the love to the downtown. Uh, Santa Ana area. Okay. Uh, the vendors will be coming very soon next month. Awesome. You know, to, uh, to, uh, See, uh, to awaken the spirits. Awesome. Well, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Rick, this film festival sounds like it's going to be a real screaming. <laughs> I know that was a bad joke, That's but great. I had to throw no, that in there. It's in lieu of our screaming room. So there you go. <laughs> so, and I honestly, I can't wait to attend. I'm going to be, be there. Um, I'm going to be there for the full entire thing. Great. So that'll be fun. Great. Um, so let's change gears here. Sure. Um, I'd like to talk about the August event that sure. seems to have every haunt enthusiast jumping for joy, uh, myself being one of them. Uh, but before we do, I believe it's time for another word from our sponsor. Looking for quality Viking apparel inspired by the Norse gods of old? Well, there's only one place you can be sure to find the gear you're searching for. VikingJeans.com Unlike other Viking-themed retailers, Viking Jeans supplies handcrafted jewelry, watches, home decor, and apparel. They even forge and engrave steel axes. 
Viking Jeans is sure to have something to satisfy your fascination towards Norse mythology. Be sure to visit vikingjeans.com. That's vikingjeans.com. All right, welcome back, Bats and Ghouls. I'm here with the one and only Rick West, the co-founder and creator of Midsummer Scream. Now, Rick, I got to say this because it's something that that is uh, I found uh, within the title of this event coming up. Madame Leota, yeah. who is best known for holding seances at the Haunted Mansion located at Disney Parks, has a special incantation in which one part she says, Goblins and ghoulies from last Halloween, awaken the, the spirits, spirits with your, your tambourine. tambourine. I love it. Yes, of course. So now the reason I'm, at, I'm bringing this up is because the title of this pop-up convention is called Awaken the Spirits. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you guys are saying it's time to come home. Is that correct? 100%. Okay. It's on the nose. And yes, you picked up on both. It's a double meaning. Um, oh. We named it uh, Awaken the Spirits because, number one, every haunt enthusiast and 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 and, and theme park enthusiast is, I, I know that line. And it's also, it's a call to action. I love it's it. It's like, you know what? We've been dormant now for a year and a half. We don't get to have Midsummer Scream again. We really almost didn't have this. This was literally a last minute. Like, we've been working on this maybe like the last three weeks. Oh, wow. I mean, this, okay. is, like, this is like last minute. And so... Yeah, it was we we pulled the trigger on it. And so this is our call to action for the whole community. And the response has been just unbelievable. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. fantastic, though. Yeah, because I was wondering if that was going to be something if that was something that you guys were pulling together as time went on or mm -hmm. this. But you're saying this is all. last. No, minute. Yeah, we, we really had when we knew that we had to cancel again this year because. And the reason we canceled again this year was because there was no way to anticipate what, if any, um, the restrictions would be or guidelines. Okay. Right. Uh, not only from CDC, but from the city of Long Beach and then also from the venue itself. Right. right? You know, those three different layers. And we didn't know either what COVID would do. Mm -hmm. You know, it seems to change from day to day. Right. right Still. Yeah. So we really had kind of resigned ourselves to the fact that, well, we'll probably do something online. Although God, everybody and their mother is so sick of doing online stuff. Uh, but you know, it, it, it was one of those things where, well, we kind of just shifted gears mentally and we were really laser focused on season screamings, which we'll talk about in a little while. But I mean, that that's coming at the end of the year and returning back to Pasadena. And I say returning because when we produced Scare LA, we took Scare LA for its third year to the Pasadena Convention Center. So we do have history there. Um, just kind of like behind the scenes. And again, this is for all fans. If you if you happen to see Gary Baker, either at Frida or at Pasadena, you know, this this coming show. Thank him, because he while we were resigned to, OK, we're going to focus all of our firepower on the December event. He was nonstop needling David. We have to do something. We have to do something. Doesn't matter what it is. We have to do something for the community. Oh, I love that. And. You know, it was just like one of those things where kind of the planets aligned. And I woke up to a text one morning from David Markland. It said, look, there is a weekend that's available mid-August, Pasadena Convention Center. I think we can do it. It's like two months away, less than two months away. Do you want to go for it? 
And it was like one of those, oh my God moments, you know, but you know, we, we originally created and executed the first midsummer scream in about four months. Oh, wow. So we, this isn't our first rodeo and we have a fantastic team. And I said, you know, if, 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 if it looks good and we aren't going to be, you know, hampered by, by COVID or, or guidelines. There's another layer in Pasadena because Pasadena has its own health department also. And so they issue their own guidelines beyond city, beyond state, beyond, you know. So I was like, look, if, if, if you really think that we can do this and not have to worry about masks or social distancing or, you know, whatever we're going to have to worry about, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And so it was freaking crazy. Like David's like, okay, we need a name yesterday. And right. so, so Awaken the Spirits came and David was like, I love that. Let's do it. And it was usually we take our time to kind of percolate right. about things, but yeah. it was like, no, we got to go. And so it has come together very fast. Um, it's very important to, to message out. This is not Midsummer Scream. Right. There's going to be a lot of people that are first timers, you know, coming to this. And they've been excited because they've heard maybe from friends how, you know, Midsummer's the, the, the flagship, the mothership, right? Right. Yeah. This is very different. Okay. It's, and, and this goes for both this and the Christmas event. Um, Pasadena, the venue size itself, just the footprint of Pasadena um, is about one third the size of what we do in Long Beach. Okay. So okay. the capacity is much lower. The footprint is much smaller. And for those that are midsummer veterans that have been to our show, everything that we're going to do for Awaken the Spirits and Season Screamings would fit in the Hall of Shadows. Ah, okay. <laughs> so so we, we like to think of this as fun size. This is the fun size, you know, midsummer event. Yeah. That said, we are calling it the world's largest pop-up event. Okay. Because we are going to have well over 200 vendors. Okay. Which is more than a lot of conventions out there have right. for, yeah. know, for their normal show. We're going to have amazing presentations that we're going to be announcing very soon that people can be really excited about. And we will retain our kind of like our thing of being the gateway to the Halloween season. That was very important to us. Yeah. You know, and like you said um, that, you know, Midsummer Scream has the hollow shadows that you yes. normally do. So what makes this different from Midsummer Scream other than the fact that you will not be having the hollow shadows? Right. So, venue size will be smaller right obviously so you're gonna there'll be less people there there'll be a lot of people but less people right um i, I we won't have the the lot of the education that we have at midsummer okay. we won't have a lot of like the live theatrical performances that we do at midsummer um the main stage is going to be very nice. Gary Baker and Jim Call and, and their company, they do our AV every year because that's what they do in real life. And so the stage is going to be very nice. Like our Midsummer fans are very aware of. They love the stage. It will be a little bit smaller. It's going to feed about seat about 1,300 people as opposed to Long Beach does about 2,000 plus in, okay. in the main stage. Um, but it'll still be beautiful presentation stage. Um we will have a second stage, it looks like, and it will be, you know, slightly smaller than what we have as the second stage in Long Beach. Um, you know, the, the missing hall of attractions is a big one. We also, we won't have like a black cat lounge. Okay. Uh, just a lot of the breakout rooms that we have in Long Beach, we won't have here. Okay. Um, and, and, and it'll just be, we, we call it kind of like the scrappier version, mm. but that maybe has a negative connotation to it. So it, it is the smaller version. It's the pop-up version of a mid screen, a midsummer scream event. Right. Right. But without all the bells and whistles, 
but still with the same heart and soul. Okay. That makes it feel like a midsummer. And the most important element is you guys. Right. The community will come. This is the first time that we've called the community together for a big live event in two years. Right. right? Yeah. And so I think that you guys coming through the doors, that is really the heartbeat that that creates the electricity and that intangible, almost tangible something that makes a midsummer scream event. Right. right. So, uh, you know, you can, you can, get everything ready and you can spend all the money and you can, you can have a really great, great show set up. But if nobody shows up, you don't have an event. That's right? true. Yeah. So yeah. this community, which is the best community in the world, you know, you guys coming in, you're, you're the gas that powers the engine. And so it really is going to be a fantastic weekend. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Lots of fun, man. So, um, <clears throat> Even though uh, we're still in this pandemic, yes, uh, many places have become more competent in opening up to the public again. Yes, um, but I've also noticed that there have been signs requesting that people have proof of vaccination. Uh, is this something that will be happening at the convention as well? Unless anything changes, and like I said, things change day to day, right? But unless things change, we are not going to go up and beyond to impose any measures um, that are out of step with the state with the city and with the venue. Okay. So as of now, that is not required. We will not be requiring that. Okay. We will have signs that if you're not vaccinated, you know, per the mandate, you need to be masked. Right. Right. But if you are good to go, as far as we're concerned, as long as you're comfortable, we're good to go. You're good to go. Okay. Yeah. And the only reason I ask is because yeah, actually, it's an important question. Yeah. Yesterday, um, I had the the opportunity to go to Frankenstein's Collectibles in mm-hmm. uh, Roland Heights, California. Okay. Yep. And um, they were offering uh, vaccinations there at the actual yeah. at place. And so there was also signs that said if you you know if you weren't vaccinated, we require you to wear a mask. And so yeah. that is the reason why I'm asking that um, because you know I was wondering if you guys would be offering vaccinations as well. Yeah, that hasn't come up. You know. Okay. That hasn't come up. I don't know what the logistics are because it's Frankenstein's. They own that building. Right. 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 So we don't own long, the, the Pasadena Convention Center. So right. I don't know that that's probably between the, the convention center and government, I guess. OK. And that's honestly just probably just, just another thing that we'd have to worry about. OK. You know, setting up and we're moving at warp speed as it is. Right. Just to yeah. get our shit together. Yeah. So to worry about government and what this is going to do and right hand, left hand. I don't know. Okay. Um, that's a legit question. I can certainly float that to David and the team. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, okay. My, my feeling is maybe not just because that's not what Midsummer Screen does. I mean, right. yeah. we have a very little space to put a lot of really cool stuff in right. for the fans. So considering you can go probably five minutes and find a CVS and get an inoculation <laughs> or whatever for it, a vaccine. Yeah. I don't know about that. Okay. No, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so who are some of the vendors that we should be looking forward to at Awaken the Spirits? Well, I, you know what? I, I think that you can, because uh, we haven't really announced a list or anything like oh, that. Oh, okay. Um, but a lot of the familiar faces that you see, I mean, Dark Delicacies, obviously, will be there. Yes. They're a great partner of ours. You know, um, Bearded Lady, you know, Mystic Museum, okay. they're going to do something with us. So the regulars will definitely be there. And a lot of your favorite vendors that you see at our other shows, they will be there as well. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And, okay. But like I said, well over 200 of them. So come prepared to shop because this is really it, it's I think this is great for us because obviously a lot of these vendors, that's their livelihood. 
and they've been knocked out of business right. practically right for the last year and a half. Yeah. So yeah. to be able to say to to our vendors, hey, let's all get a little business here. Yeah. I, I know that they're very excited. And okay. we, we, we know that, that fans are ready to shop and we know that vendors are ready to sell. So it's a win-win for everybody. Well, this sounds like it's going to be a fantastic event coming up. We're really I excited about it. I am happy to announce that I've already bought my ticket. Fantastic. So I will be there. And I'm what I'm really more happy about is the fact that I get to be there an hour before everyone Great. comes Great. You got in. the Phantom Pass. Yes. Nice. The Phantom Pass. So nice. I'm very excited about that. Um, so I got a peek at them. Oh. We haven't released the pictures, but I, the, the Phantom it's pretty sexy. Oh, yeah. okay. David worked it out, and it's uh, he loves his passes. He loves making you know the, the, the special credentials and all that. He he yeah. loves that every year. And uh, the Phantom Pass is pretty sexy. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you guys you guys actually put out um, the uh, Gold Bat Pass yes. one year, yeah. um, which was like this metal pass. That's, that's for Midsummer. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I got to say, that was pretty sexy, actually. People love that, man. People love having the credential. Yeah. They love having the VIP, whatever it is, <laughs> right? And so, yeah, I mean, of course. So we'll have something like that for season streamings. And awesome. then, of course, Gold Bat will return for Midsummer next year. Oh, fantastic. I can't wait to do that. Um, so I know putting to de- putting together a Halloween convention, yeah. um, that's a lot of stress. Um, and I imagine those are nights of being up for hours on end trying to figure stuff out. Um, and I, so I just got to ask this question, though. What is your favorite part about putting together a convention? So personally speaking, um, my sandbox, I mean, the whole thing is is all of our sandbox. But I mean, my my focused sandbox really is the hall of shadows okay or in the case of our december show it will be the hall of yuletide spirits oh at season screamings and um really like kind of aligning the haunters that have have partnered with us whether they're coming back or they are doing a first time uh presentation at our shows seeing that all come together and and kind of seeing people like flow into the hall and get into the lines and go through the haunts and all that stuff i love that and people really love, you know, Hall of Shadows and, and what we do with the attractions and the haunters. But really, you know, it's just the collaborative effort with the team. And that moment when David puts out the call over the radio that says, OK, doors, 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 here we go. And we see the first guests come in and everybody is cheering. Yeah. And like bum rushing the show floor or wherever they're heading. Dude, that is just that's like five minutes where you just kind of stand back and you're like. Well, we made a thing and now it's alive and and breathing and out there in the world. So, yeah, here we go. That that feeling is that that's a pretty serious high that that lasts the entire weekend. And then when you're done, when you're done and then you hear all the podcasts, you see all the pictures, you see all the blog reports. It really is a lingering feeling of. Well, we were fortunate enough to do it again for the community and the community approves. Yeah. And so uh, that's great. Tonight we celebrate. Tomorrow morning we get to work on the next thing. Yeah. Because we never rest on our laurels because okay. it takes about a year and a half to do a midsummer show. Oh, wow. Right. So you guys, so many moving parts. So right? the following like the, oh, like the, night of the following night. By the guys. time we already open, I mean, that's like so far in the can. 
it, it's like we're already thinking we already have like you know when the doors open for a midsummer event we already know like panels and presentations and things we're going to do for the next show oh i wow. mean we, we, we it's a it's an ongoing process oh that's amazing yeah that's amazing um all right so let's talk about this uh season screamings yes um now i honestly i didn't have anything for season screamings for this episode but sure. you've mentioned it quite a few times yeah and i yeah. gotta say i've seen pictures of it um i love by the way uh the cat that you guys have everybody loves the cat that is with such a santa hat yeah right? that is such a cool uh, uh yeah. mascot yeah. to have and especially um Oh gosh, I'm gonna say two years ago, mm -hmm. go to the Midsummer Scream and you look up at the top of the convention the black center. Cats. All the black cats that are Everybody up there. Everybody loves that. Love those things. Um, so season screamings. Behind the scenes, right now, we are trying to figure out how to put Santa hats on said cats. Oh, really? So okay. that's a challenge because they're just inflatables, right? right and they're yeah. not very strong as far as like supporting any weight. Okay. So now we're kind of like, well, what would we make the Santa hats out of and how would we affix them to the cats? Okay. Because I think people would lose their shit if they came in. <laughs> The cats had the Santa hats on, oh, right? I think it would so be amazing, too. right? Absolutely. So we're trying. We're trying. Okay. Well, that'll be great. No, that'll be fun to <laughs> see. Trying. Walk in the doors and the cats are there along with the Santa People hats on. People love the and cats, man. They okay. love the cats. Oh, that's That's a Gary app. Baker thing. Gary had those because Gary did Ghost Train. Oh, At okay. LA Live Steamers for so long. So Gary has all these companies and contacts that he knows. And so he's the one that brought the inflatables to Midsummer Scream. Okay. So, yeah. So this um, season screamings. Yes. Uh, first off, how did that title even come about? Uh, David hit me up again and said, what are we going to call this thing? Okay. You know, and uh, we all agree on things. I've kind of been the wordsmith for, for everything from Midsummer Scream to all these other subsequent shows. But um, yeah, again, it's a collaborative effort. We either say yes or no. We do the Caesar thumbs up or thumbs down. Okay. You know, on games. And uh, season screaming just obviously fits. And uh, yeah, that's that's how that came about. We've done it the past couple years at Sweet Hollywood. Okay. We partnered with them and did it at Sweet Hollywood at the Hollywood and Highland Complex oh, in Los okay. Angeles, right? Okay. And it was apparent the last time we did it, which feels like 20 years ago now, um, that we had outgrown the space because mm. they opened their candy store, which was like a freaking Willy Wonka factory, right? Okay. They opened their candy store and David slotted vendors where we could, you know, throughout then people would come, they'd get their candy fix, they'd shop, it would be just a thing at this. It was very apparent that we had outgrown the space. And so we were then told by sweet that they were not renewing their lease. Mm. So the writing was on the wall and this was even before COVID the writing was on the wall. We got to find a new venue. And I had said to David, I said, well, I think it's time to really grow this also. You know, we have the opportunity. Let's grow it. And uh, David was open to that. He said, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll figure out where we're going to go and what we're going to do and what it wants to be. Well, and then the world ended. Right. Mm -hmm. The world ends. And we then look at season screamings at the end of this year. And we're like, you know what? This is like the shove that we needed to really do this thing. OK, so we. Again, Pasadena. We landed on Pasadena again. They're thrilled to have us back. And uh, it's going to be basically the same footprint as Awaken the Spirits. Okay. Um, but it will have a darkened hall, Hall of Yuletide Spirits. Nice. And that's where the haunts will be and that type of thing. Cal Haunts is already working on designing the entry experience for that. Oh, and wonderful. So, it's, it, again, it's going to be the fun size of, yeah. of Midsummer Scream. But it will still be as big, if not bigger, than other conventions out there. 
there. Okay. So it's, it's small for us, but for everybody, it's going to be a fantastic, fantastic weekend. I like how you put that as fun size. Every time you say that, I keep thinking of like, even for season screaming, yeah. I just keep thinking of this, um, uh, what are they called? Sockings. And like yeah. you open up a socking and you know, you're pulling out all this, you know, you don't know what's inside it, but right. you know that there's something good inside yep. there. And I love that about, yeah. about this. Well, it's like the small Halloween candy, right? Yeah. Fun size, little fun size Snickers. Yeah. Yeah. So you I'm eat 20 of, of them and then you have a regular, you know. <laughs> I'm more of the king size fan. Yeah. When it comes I, I to hear that, you. I you hear know? you. But there's nothing wrong with the fun size. That's yep. for sure. That's right. Um, so uh, the season screaming. Yeah. Also, I've noticed that a lot of people when it comes to the holiday season, they like to throw in Crumpus. Um, and that's something that we haven't really talked about on the show, but I'm pretty sure we are going to talk about it. Sure. Um, and you guys incorporate Krampus also, correct? Krampus will will have something to do at Season Screamings. We haven't okay. announced what that is yet, but you can't have a horror convention in December and not have Krampus. That's true. So That's true. America right. literally is like one of the only countries in the world that doesn't have some sort of Christmas demon. That's true. Right. Very true. So Krampus is very popular in European countries, in Asian countries. And so America just kind of was like, you know, with with Charlie Brown out in the pumpkin patch waiting for the great pumpkin yeah. while everybody else is like running around with Krampus. Yeah. And so that's a perfect, you know, melding of the two genres. You have Christmas and then you have spooky and that is going to be season screamings. And yes, if if you uh, are a bad little kid, Krampus will probably come visit you <laughs> some way, somehow at season screamings. That is one heck of a story. And I know we'll be looking into that for sure. Fun. Um, that is, yeah, that is some creepiness right there. Um, so let's go. I want to go back here and ask you this question. Um, we'll go back to October here. Um, what is or what what do you love most about Halloween? Home haunts. Home haunts. I don't even have to think. Okay. So growing up in Southern California, uh, I was, my grandpa would take me trick or treating and I was that kid that even at six or, or seven would just make a beeline for the house that had all the lights turned off, maybe a, a red light or a green light or a purple light party bulb outside in the in the front stoop you know and then the the scratchy you know record playing the thrilling chilling sounds of the haunted house you know whatever um that's the house that i gravitated okay to, right and so that's just always been my jam personally nice don't know why i know that i fell off the bassinet when i was a baby maybe that has something <laughs> to do with it but um no, I, I, you know, and, and now, obviously, since home haunting from the mid 70s on and really into the 80s and definitely into the 90s and now more than ever, home haunts have really blown up in yes. Southern California. Oh, yeah. And they are they are something here that they aren't anywhere else mm. in the world, literally. And I can say in the world because. United States, we're the ones that celebrate Halloween more than anybody anywhere. That's true. So yes. if we call Southern California like the king of Halloween, well, then that's the world because nobody okay. in the United States touches what Southern California does. Right. Both with the theme parks, with the professional haunts and with the home haunts. There's nowhere else in America that does that. Ergo, there's nowhere else in the world. Okay. So the home haunts that go on here are mind blowing. To even people coming from out of state Agreed. that are Halloween fans. You know, I have friends that live all across the United States or around the world. And you tell them you've got to do 
something in October, one of these years. You got to come see what we do here in Southern California. And they come or they look online and they see these things and they're just mind blown. They're like, what in the hell is going on? Yeah. That's more elaborate than what our amusement park, you know, at home does. Right. And it's the truth. Yeah. Some of the haunts that we hear have here that the quote unquote amateur haunters do at home. They're more elaborate than theme park stuff that's out there, right? I agree, without a doubt. And I think that's because, and I've talked about this a lot before, but I think that that reason is because Southern California is kind of the um, the the Garden of Eden when it comes to the themed entertainment industry, mm. right? Disney started it here in the 50s when they were designing Disneyland. And a lot of those people kind of splintered off and created their own companies. And so the bulk of theme entertainment is still in Southern California. And we do things for companies all over the world, right out of SoCal. And so I think that trickles down then at home too, or even if you do special effects and work on a movie, right? maybe you're a prop master and you work, you know, for one of the major studios, well, when you go home, that craft goes home with you. And if you have a love of Halloween, suddenly you have something freaking crazy and amazing in your front yard. That's true. At yeah. Halloween time. So I think that it's all related. And that is also that that's why it's it's no mistake that midsummer is so successful, successful and so popular and that the horror community and the haunt community are so different and so special here in Southern California because it all kind of gels together. Mm, And so you step back and look at it, you know, from a thousand feet, it makes perfect sense. This is where entertainment pretty much was born. This is Hollywood. This is where themed entertainment comes from. This is all of Disney and Disneyland and all this. So, yeah, it's just kind of, in my opinion, that's the no brainer. And that's what sets us apart from anybody else. You know, I should have I should have guessed that home haunts would have been, would have been your answer because oh, um, no brainer. Yeah. Looking at your social media, you guys uh, seem to go to a lot of these home haunt events. Absolutely. Um, and it just it blows my mind just how elaborate people make their homes to be. It's um, stunning. You know, and it's it's I got to say, there are some that I've seen that seem to be a little bit more spookier than it would be for like not scary farm or Disneyland or, sure. or anywhere else. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it, it shouldn't surprise me that home haunts are definitely your thing. Yeah. It's always, dude, it's always been my thing. And, you know, I, I had my hand in, in starting one. I was one of the founders of Boot Hill, which is in Irvine. Nice. And, you know, uh, Shay and Glenn have continued that. And I hope, fingers crossed, I don't think they've made a decision yet, but I hope Boot Hill returns this year. And um, I don't do it now because we do. We travel. We travel so much. And when when the world isn't on fire with a plague, we actually like to travel a lot and see how Halloween is done everywhere. Like awesome. before COVID, we had the year where we went to uh, Hawaii. We went to New Orleans. We went to Fresno. We went to, you nice. know, we went all over the place checking out haunts. And uh, so we like to do that at Halloween, which is why I don't get involved directly with any Halloween haunts or productions or whatever because oh okay that means that like haunters know this is the haunter's pain this is the double-edged sword if you're a haunter you don't get to really enjoy anybody else's haunt that's true because you're babysitting right yeah so you got to babysit your yard um i don't ever want those shackles i I can't i can't do that i got to see things and so uh that's what we do and and you know this year we we haven't really made a lot of plans because you know we're still emerging from all this stuff we know we're going to go to vegas and see some of the stuff there and uh, obviously hit up everything here. And I think that even though the theme parks haven't really announced what 
what they are doing this year. I think that we are lined up to have the best Halloween season all around that we've had literally in decades. Okay. Yeah. I think we are poised and ready and, and we are really excited to see how everything's going to go off this year. Yeah. It does feel like everybody is at that starting gate with oh, all these man. ideas ready to go. And yeah. as soon as that gate opens for the Halloween season, or uh, even the haunt season, yep. everyone's going to be running up the gate with all these, you know, home haunts, um, you know, theme parks are going to be most, hopefully most likely, you know, throwing out all this Halloween stuff at us. Um, yep. It should be exciting for this season. Dude, I think it's going to be great. And, you know, we, we are going to have companies uh, present at, at Awaken the Spirits and they are going to share what wonderful, they're doing wonderful with, with, with the fans. So we have, you know, Six Flags Magic Mountain. They're going to be there. They're going to oh, talk about Fright awesome. Fest. We have uh, 13th Floor. They're going to be there and they're going to talk about not only LA Haunted Hayride, but Delusion's coming back. Hey. And that's now part of the 13th Floor family. Wow. And so John Braver is going to be there. We're going to talk about, finally, what the spooky, really spooky return of Delusion is going to be this oh, year. great. Um, you know, Winchester Mystery House is coming down from, from Northern California, and they're going to tell us what they have planned. So, and, and there are some really great things that we are on the verge of announcing that we haven't announced as of this recording. So I think fans are going to be really excited also to hear what's going to go down uh, all around for, for Halloween this year. Oh, so I'm excited. Really great. Oh, I'm excited. And I'm sure our bats and ghouls are very excited about this year's haunt season. Um, so it, last thing I want to ask you here, because yeah. I know we are running out of time. Is there any message that you would like to tell our bats and ghouls? Wow. Well, first of all, we miss you. We, we've, we've really missed you. And we can't wait to see everybody. You know, and uh, we hope that everybody can come out and play and uh, we're going to put on the best show we possibly can for you guys. And uh, I, I think it'll be wonderful. And I also just want to say that I, again, reiterate, this hasn't been easy for anybody. And so while we talk about getting the band back together and, and getting life back, and there are a lot of people that are still wiped out out yeah. there, you know? Yeah. And so again, on the real, it's just uh, very important to acknowledge, uh, acknowledge people that uh, are hurting people that uh, have lost their homes, that have lost their family businesses, have lost loved ones, have lost their minds. Yeah. You know, yeah. mental health is, is real. It is. And it's been, been really hard. I, I struggle with depression and I'm, I'm more and more just very open with that because it helps. There could be somebody listening that, that needs to hear this. You know, we joke about it, but sitting at home in your boxers for a year and a half playing PlayStation every day, all day, all night. That's not fun after a while. Right. Yeah. But that's really kind of what a lot of us has just been boiled down to. Yeah. It's just COVID has put their thumb on us and just hasn't let up until now we've been just it's the waiting game yeah it is it's like when there's an accident on the freeway and it's so bad you just sit there in a traffic jam and everybody turns off their engines yep that's what's happened yeah and so while we are talking about having conventions or going to theme parks in in a couple months for halloween we know that there is a very real side to this that aside from entertainment is still hurting and it's going to take a long time to heal. Yeah. And man, if, if, if we can give you some sort of escape, if we can provide some, some, some laughter and some temporary, you know, forgetfulness of, of all this stuff that we're all dealing with in our, in our private lives, 
then God, that makes it even more special Absolutely. that we're able to do that. Absolutely. So we miss everyone. We really wish everyone well. We hope that you're coming out of this as unscathed as, as humanly possible. And we are all in this together. This is, this is not your journey. It's not her journey. It's not my journey. It's our journey. Yeah. And we've all made history together and we look forward to coming out of this hand in hand together with everybody. Well, thank you, Rick. I appreciate that. And also, this has truly been a lot of fun. And before we go, I believe it's time for one last word from our sponsor. Hail thine old father, for only he can supply such jewelry, watches, axes, and apparel as one would find at vikingjeans.com. Find Viking styles for all members of your family. Lo, do they have styles for thine father. Lo, do they have styles for thine mother. Lo, they have styles for thy brother and sister too. Viking Jeans has the Norse wear for you and yours. So before riding into battle alongside the Valkyries and the mighty Thor with his trusted hammer Molnir, be sure to visit vikingjeans.com. That's vikingjeans.com. All right, I believe that is all the time we have for this episode. If you like what we heard here, be sure to tune in to any of our previous episodes, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, give us a follow on both of our social media pages, Facebook at PodParanormal87, Instagram at VoidPodcast18. You can visit our website, IntoTheVoidPod.com, to check out all of our latest in-studio pictures and more. And did you know we have a channel? Be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Into the Void Podcast. And before I forget, check out our store, our show store on Etsy. That's right, our show store on Etsy. You can be the proud owner of some amazing Into the Void memorabilia. From mugs, t-shirts, pillows, and more, you can find it all in our store. Visit Etsy.com and search Into the Void Shop Store. That's Into the Void Shop Store. Once again, a big thank you to you, Rick, for coming on today. This was a fantastic last minute uh, spur of the moment episode. I really appreciate this. Awesome. This was fantastic. We appreciate the support from you and from your community. And then just thank you so much. I really, again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Anytime, brother. Speaking of episodes, join us in the next one, as this time we will welcome dedicated paranormal investigator and urban explorer, Heather Escalara. All right, bats and ghouls. Well, I've got to get going because my roommate Dracula has an appointment at the blood bank. So until then, I'm G-Man, and I want to thank you for falling with me into the void. (laughs) 